With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings and blessings. Greetings and blessings. That always gets me. This is Ia Awofalola sitting in for Kenneth Jones, who will be with us momentarily. And uh, we're waiting for him to call. While we're waiting for him to call, I want to say that we have an exciting guest today. Uh, The author of The Superior Power of Black America by Daryl Darrow Friedman. And it's fascinating. And we have him online. We're just waiting for our host to call in to um, share his information about his research into Black Urban America. This show was originally supposed to be on at 10 p at 10 a.m. I have to give you my apologies as the engineer. I was not prepared, and I've had a problem maintaining uh, preparation for the day. So I'm just waiting for our host to call in, but I'm going to bring on the I am on the line. I say greetings and blessings and welcome, welcome to Black Urban America with Kenneth Jones. And I might have a deep voice, but I'm E.I. Awofalola. And um, I'm just excited to talk to you. Forgive me, forgive me again for um, not being responsible I will follow that. Don't even, don't even go there. Hello. Hello. Yes, we finally have our host on on board. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Freeman? How's everything? A lot of stuff, huh? Oh boy, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. What can you do? It happens, but the show must go on, as they say. How are you doing this morning? Is it still morning? It is still morning, and it's oh, still okay. a great morning, and thank you guys for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for your patience, and I must apologize. On beh- Hello? Yes. yes, we're still here. Yeah. Uh, I must apologize uh, on behalf of the company for some of the stuff that went through this week, but this normally don't happen. You know, it usually be the guest fault, and not our fault. This time, it's our fault. Because we wasn't really in tune. So, Mr. Freeman, uh, can you tell our audience, probably going to have a lot of downloads this week, because most of the audience was expecting me on Tuesday morning. But uh, can you tell our audience uh, a little bit about yourself? All right. I'll be more than happy to. 
my name is Darrell Darrow Freeman. My middle name is Darrow. It's D-A-R-O. Uh, I am a writer and a blogger, and okay. I'm not a young guy. So I've got I'm a not. lot of experience. Neither am I. I'm not so young myself. Only young at heart. <laughs> right, only young at heart. But I'm right. inspired because I see a change coming. I see that we are becoming more aware of who we are as Americans, and I see that we need now to start developing uh, a platform that we can move black America forward. That was this show is all about. That was this whole um, format, this platform, to give, brother, give a platform to people like yourself to inspire and educate our communities and what we have to do. Now, I'm not going to talk that much because a fellow always said that I try to take over my own show. This is your segment. This is you. And I know you have a website uh, called uh, um, The Superior Power in Black America. Can you tell me and others what, the, what, what does that mean? All right, so uh, the superior power in black America is simply our ability to unite intellectually, to mobilize financially, and to organize conglomerately. We Mm -hmm. are 42 million people in this country, but we spend over a trillion dollars a year and we live in a conglomerate way. We live way below the poverty level. Well, how do you do that? How do you spend like a trillionaire and live like a pauper? Okay. Well, the way you do that is let your money go into other areas that don't benefit your community. And how you do that is you follow the cultural systemic design that allows your resources to be drawn away from you. You go to a different car dealer. You go to a different uh, grocery store. You don't you don't patronize your own clothing stores. You don't use black realtors. You don't let your brother come and put the roof on your house instead of calling a company that is not owned by black folks. So when you do that, you send your resources somewhere else. I would just like to interject. Uh, you know, we used to spend like 85 cents on a dollar in our own community. Now it's like one cent out of a dollar in our community. And I feel that this is due to the... Excuse me while I'm about to say integration. And the reason why I feel, the reason why they signed that bill back in 64, I believe. Is it 1964? I might have your years wrong. Uh, um, in 1964, uh, was because economically will benefit other cultures. It really does benefit us economically. And we see it as a way of arriving. Really, uh, we could live anywhere. We could drive anything. We could, well, we still can't work anywhere, but well, some of us could work anywhere. 
but we've taken, people have to realize we've taken our monies and our resources out of the community. And as we take these resources out of the community, and as we leave physically from our community to go live elsewhere where we really not want it, what's left? Mr. Freeman, what's left? That is that is correct, but but let me just let me just back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why we do not spend in our community is because there is no choices, no quality choices of food, clothes, shoes, and all other products in our community. So we are forced to go out of the community to buy quality products. Now okay. that is something that uh, is partially our fault, but not so much because we're uh, our our, uh, governors and senators and community leaders uh, choose areas in zoning to bring, to uplift and regentrificate. They leave out the black community and the black schools. And so in that way, if we attended a black school that don't have the books or the uh, updated equipment to use or teachers to teach, then you're not going to benefit from a quality learning experience. So you would go out of that neighborhood to find a school that would provide that for you. Well, if you put your resources back together and started rebuilding and started bringing businesses back into the community, where they can compete with other quality products and stores, we could purchase in our community. How you can see what we I'm saying? Get, uh, yeah, but how can we get us? <laughs> because <laughs> for the last 40 years, most of us, uh, well, let me give you an example. Uh, like, there have been, I, I know personally, there have been a black man that's, that, that, that tried to have a supermarket in the black community. And guess what? He only lasts like two or three years because none of our people were patronized. They still went to the other supermarket that's not owned by us. Now, here's a man that, like, stopped, stopped his career to provide something for us. And it was quality. Uh, it was affordable, clean, but we refuse to patronize them. How can we get over that barrier to trust each other, to patronize each other? Well, Ken, it's, it's really, it, it comes down to one thing and one thing only. We as a community have to begin to teach our children and teach ourselves a different lesson. See, we've been so conditioned to uh, teach our children how to survive and how to be humble. But we need to start teaching the lesson of competition and how to be aggressive enough to win in the competition. But that is not the, that's not the message that we give because that's not the message that we received and it's not the situation that we're in. But we can change that by first renewing our minds and changing the way we think and speak. Just like when there is a commercial, that commercial is run over and over and over. What it does 
is it gets into your subconscious. And so now you walk around oblivious to your actions because it is automatic. So that is the, the method that we have to use. We have to inundate our children's and our own minds with information that will uplift us as individuals and as a conglomerate. Again, at only only 13% of the population, we are outspending every other population. There is a superior power in that. But we yeah. need to focus that power, organize that power, develop that power, and use that power to uplift black America all across America, all across this country. We could do that, Ken, but we have to do it on the ground floor, and that starts in the home. It starts with intelligent-minded black men guiding that household and strong black women standing with their black men. That's where it develops. When they broke down the family, they broke down that power. When they took our culture, they took our education. When they started telling us that we were not good, they changed what God's purpose was for the original man that he produced, that he created, to be rulers of the earth. And we have that to get us. back to that mindset. Brother, we I agree with you. Uh, we got to get back to that mindset. But uh, I thought we were going to take over this interview. I'm okay. running off to our chat. This is one of the days that I wish I had a twin, so I could be at two places at one time. Uh, we can do it yeah. again, Ken. Yeah, yeah, well, she's going to take over the interview, but it's not like me asking the questions because she comes from a different perspective. It's yeah, not like me. To her, oh, below. below. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe uh, when I get off the, the, the phone, uh, she can reschedule, like, sometime de- December or January. You know, so okay. we, I really have some more questions, and I have your phone number, and we're going to be speaking because I really love this concept. I would just like to end. Uh, uh, phone, you ready? Yes. You, you have your, you ready? Yes. All right, Greetings. Ken, you have a great day, man, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. you. It's all you. Thank you. Well, I am truly fascinated by this discussion because the superior power of black America is not known by black America. And it's so sad to have this occurring. Uh, I wanted you, and I don't know whether you were talking about it because I kind of left the room for a couple of uh, minutes, but I did want you to um, share with the audience how you came across this idea, what was the motivating factor and how it came to be? Because I think it was heavenly inspired. I agree with that, Philola. Uh, it was. It God planted the seed in my mind, and he chastised me until I actually got all of the book on paper and published. I couldn't I couldn't refocus on anything. I was in school and until I finished God's project. 
this is the re- this is why I'm so inspired by it because it wasn't my idea. But to give you a background, our Falola. I am a native Chicagoan, and I have seen Chicago. I started buying my first house when I was 20 years old, back in 1977. And I've seen change in my neighborhood, in my community. I've seen how we declined in status. I've seen how I couldn't keep a job. I saw how I couldn't invest in my own neighborhood. I saw how it was hard for me to even put a roof on the house that I had bought 15 years later when it needed a roof. I did do it, but it still was tough. And so after the Million Man March, there were so many opportunities. In 1995, there were so many opportunities that we could have capitalized on, but we didn't. And so I became very angry and very uh, disillusioned because I didn't participate in this movement. I was not at in Washington, D.C., and so I really, really got angry. But then I became more angry with my leaders, my so-called leaders, because they didn't develop anything after the march. We should have been walking out of that march helping thousands of people, but we didn't. We had million people there, million-plus people there, and we let the media say it was only 400,000. We didn't challenge that. And so I became very angry because what it did was it it diminished the actual power of that movement down to a social communion. And And I started writing about all the things that could have happened at that march. And the more I wrote, the, the, the worse I felt. But God calmed my mind and my heart, and he said, just put it down. And as I put down all the things that did not happen at the Million Man March, the story changed. The story changed because my concept changed. God changed my heart. He said, you know what? It wasn't the right season. This is the right season. You can, you, we can resurrect this now that we have more intelligent people, now that we have more resources, now that we have more awareness. We can change some things today that we couldn't do in 1964. Those steps were made for such a time as this. And so that's how it all began. It started in my heart, and it grew into an entity. And now the entity is the superior power in black America. The acronyms to that is S-P-I-B-A. And you will see that, you will see that logo because I'm putting it out there. It's SPIBA. SPIBA stands for the superior power in black America. It is to promote the betterment of self. Now, we can do that. I see. That's how I got started. And then the the as I did the research, everything started making sense. If you outspend everybody else, where's the money? Where is it at? It's not in the black neighborhood. So then the idea of redirecting some of that spending to come back to the black neighborhoods in the form of uh, home loans and grants, educational loans and grants, uh, clean up neighborhood uh, funding, policing, uh, 
uh, representation for unlawful uh, police arrest. All of these things can be bought and paid for with the trillion of dollars that we spend in other communities. We could redirect some of that money back to us and raise up the floor of our economics. Lola, uh, Awala, Falola, if we raise the floor, everybody on top of the floor gets lifted. That's true. You could call me Ia. That means mother. That's my title. Ia. Thank you so much, Ia. I love Ia. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I love Ia. But so uh, I is, say, I say, I, I'm still listening. So that's how it developed. And so after doing the research and finding out that it makes more sense to continue to write and continue to do the research than it did to stop and just wallow in self-pity and say, well, there's nothing we can do, Start. I started thinking about solutions. It's a simple solution. And so I did more research, and I found that this principle has been proven. It was proven back in the 30s and the 20s, 1920s, after abolition, after Reconstruction. It was during Jim Crow. There was a neighborhood called the Black Wall Street. They were forced to buy within their own community because of uh, Jim Crow. Well, guess what happened? God said, this community will flourish. And it did. And it became richer than the communities around it. One black community, the richest in Oklahoma. That's God's work. Now, man came in and they destroyed it, but the good news is it is a proven formula that works. And so it's called the Black Wall Street, and what, again, they they had to do was they had to spend within their own community. So there were doctors, there were lawyers, there were business owners of all kinds, marketers, you know, uh, people that had, Farms brought to the marketplace and it flourished. That is the same principle that we're trying, that I recommend that we use. Go back to the history books, find out what they did, and then redo that in a bigger way. The okay. only thing that's different about the superior power in black America is the scale in which I propose we put it into effect. SPIBA is looking for 10 million members. 10 million people can move mountains, literally. 10 million people can tear down a mountain and take it to another location, brick by brick, can do it. So if we had 10 million people formed, united, intellectually, I ain't talking about walking across the country, to, to gather in no one location, we got technology today. We could intellectually agree and come together over the Internet. We could conglomerately invest in each other over the Internet. We could run the fastest growing bank in America or in the world over the Internet, open up hubs in every city, every county, 
every black community, where you invest in this and it is obligated to return to you money to invest into your community or into your business. Obligated. Unlike Bank of America, who you take your money to, as you said, pennies on the dollar for interest, yet they make millions. That's where your money is. Wall Street. I say, you know, we have enough young people that have gone into finance and banking and understand the systems that keep those things going. And it's, it's so unfortunate that we are separated by things that you can look under a microscope and see, you know, uh, religion, culture, because within our individual cultures, there are many cultures, you know, because we all were raised differently. And, um, you know, one of the things that when I started reading the uh, information about the superior power of of black America was to take it back to further to when uh, Mother Mary uh, McLeod Bethune was living and at the end of her life when she was about 79, she left uh, a saying which uh, was, you know, very much in line with what you said. And I think the biggest thing is what she said, and I'm going to read it. Uh, I leave you the challenge of developing confidence in one another. And I think that's where we are right now, is the confidence in one another to, you know, go through racial blocks of keeping us from the banking and, you know, industry and keeping us from having black banks and black insurance company and just all kinds of major conglomerate black businesses, which we don't have. And I think that we're saying in 2015, November 12th, 2015, that we're ready for it, would you say we have, for that? Time? Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely believe that we are. Uh, today is a new day. You know, we got a black president in the office. Many people didn't think that would ever be possible in America, but it is today. And so all, we have so many intelligent black folks. We have geniuses that know about, just like you say, that know about uh, uh, commerce that know how to put together a bank. We have bank owners that are black. We have uh, uh, we have organizations, accounting organizations that are black or black folks in those organizations. We right. pluck them out and put them in our organization. Let them help us develop our organization. We take the leader, we take the top of the top and offer them a better 
place, you know. And, uh, and let me tell you something. I'm I'm on Facebook all the time, Eva, and uh, there are people hungry for change, hungry for change. Many of Hung. us see. I say hungry. Many of us see the uh, the discrepancies and the discourse. Many of us are wise enough to see just how this system has conditioned our minds to hate each other, to look at each other as an enemy instead of looking at each other as a business partner or a friend. And that mindset is being broken but leave a lot to be desired when we are killing up each other and when we are not looking at why we're doing it and what the alternative is. So what we also have to understand is that there are different segments of our society that are useful. If you will, the young brothers out there that insist on being gangbangers or whatever you want to call them, that's not what they are. They are warriors at heart. If you Go back into history in Africa. We had some warrior kings. I say. And that is what you see today. You see the young warrior kings unguided, misguided. I say. So if we were to give the warrior kings a purpose and direct their energy to where it would do the most good instead of the most destruction, it could be useful. So we don't just need the intellects. We need those warriors out there. We need people protecting our children at the University of Missouri. When we got people, we need people protecting our church schools for people in South Carolina. I'd say. We need people protecting each other in Chicago that's getting killed all the time, even if we have to protect ourselves from each other. We need those warriors guided and put into place, as well as we need our intellects. So that's the that's that's what we're missing. We're missing the connection because we are continually being divided by state of mind. Those warriors are going to have a warrior state of mind, right? But that don't I mean see. that it's wrong not wrong. It's just the energy is just not put in the right place. Exactly. We have to make that purposeful. Yeah. I say. I say. We have to make them purposeful. And in their own minds. I say. As you speak, I see it so clear. You know, I see the vision of what you speak because our children are natural born, you know, some of the, the males and the females. You can yeah, see the white in them. Yeah. Look at the black mothers who had to go through seeing their babies being locked up for no reason without any recourse. They have no choice but to watch them. And they stood by their babies and they cried every night. Look at the pain that that created in their lives, but they got up every morning and they went and they did what they had to do. It's because of the inner strength that God put in us. That's not something I, that you learn through nurture. That's nature. I say. 
And Mother Nature speaks strong yes. to yes. us now as we have, we have walked into the zone of awakening. You know, 11-11-11 was the onset of awakening. And it is four years since that time. And people who understand that there is a calling, there is a mission, there is a purpose, would really, really be wanting to get together and and, that is correct. and create this this system. And we have to get all the people who are doing so many great things. We have the um builders of the African village, uh new African new African village that is being built and uh of communal life with people. We have um people like uh Chief Ia Baba Oni Shango with the royal Shango to the king, uh, putting together a temple to honor those spirits of African descendants, um, as well as to honor the energy of spirituality that was brought over here from Africa and held in secret, that finally now we're able to honor whoever we want to honor and worship whoever we want in America. So it's an exciting time to be in America. And your book is the key, as all of these many things are the keys. Is there any way that we can all get y'all together as collective voices to organize this? Or do you have a specific group that you're connected with because this is bigger than either you or I. I, 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 I know that. I, I really, truly do know that. And, you know, my wife asked, and she looks at me with the, with the, well, what makes you, you know, the one? And I say to her, I'm not nowhere near the one. It's going to take all of us to do this. I can't do anything. All I can do is blow this trumpet guy gave me. And then, hopefully, out of 42 million people, 10 million of us develop. We come together and and change. That It's a game changer. And so we come together and we change some things, not only in this country, but if we change in this country, that attitude would take us abroad. So Gosh. for me... I haven't. I, I I don't work with any one group. I want to unite with as many people as I can. And the more we get, the po- more powerful the movement becomes. This is the next logical movement. The, the Million Man March was a movement. This is the next most logical movement that we should be engaged in. We have the money. We're spending it every day. We have the intellectual spirit. All we need to do is organize it. And so, yeah, I am calling on the organization you just mentioned. Please contact me. I want to be, I want to add my voice to whatever they're doing. It takes, it takes a serious commitment though, uh, Ewa. And I'm going to tell you why. Because as an individual, 
I cannot go, I cannot afford to go to Georgia and speak in a school because of the expense that it would incur. And so what we need to do in renewing our minds is also seeing the picture that we have to form people in every community to step up and uh, bring the concerns of that community. So we have to self-appoint in every community all across America, self-appoint bank, uh, people that know how to run the banks, tellers that get jobs, uh, custodians, uh, daycare people, teachers, all of these jobs are created when you have a financial base that will support the movement. And that means people have seen the big picture and saying, okay, yeah, I will take some of the money that I spend and put it into this movement and we'll do it for life. If we do that, that changes everything. If we sit around and say, that's a scheme. (laughs) He's just trying to get rich. Then that shuts it down right then and there. And so I don't want those folks involved. I don't want people who think that their money is more important than the movement of a a nation. Your $20,000 you make a year is way more important than your children having a better life. You keep your money. But for those who can see what God has already ordained and already has set forth, those are the people that come. You know, the children of Israel could not be numbered. That was one of the problems that Moses had. He numbered the children of Israel when God told him, don't do that. It's too many of them. And because he did that, he did not go into the promised land. He had to go back into the wilderness and die after delivering the children of Israel into the promised land, handing it over to Joshua. Isn't that, isn't that something? If you if you trust the Bible, if you trust the spirit that's in your own heart, you know that God is there. You know he's there. And if you trust that, then you should be able to see his progress. And you know what? I think that um, you're absolutely right. But we have to include the love and compassion and the caring that is so important to our community. We can't just be the elite. Everybody has to be empowered. We're all the one. And that's, you know, what I would say to your wife is that we are all the one. And that... um, When we recognize who we are and what we're here for and our mission and purpose, we become empowered with our own kingship or queenship. And I salute you, Daryl Darrow Friedman, as a king, because you have found, you know, a key and you're using it and you're putting it out there to the community to let them know what we can do as a one. 
you know, and it would. Can you it, imagine? It, yes. Can you imagine? Exactly. Can you imagine black folks not needing welfare or food stamps at all? Can you imagine that? You know what that would do to America? Yes. Can you imagine black folks not having to go to Chase or Bank of America? Can you imagine what that would do to the mentality of America? Yes, that would make it really competitive. Because <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. it would change now they would a whole lot of things. Give mm-hmm. uh uh fairness and equity a chance because those dollars, once they're gone, they're gone. That and is correct. so that that these is correct. particular companies need these dollars every day to function. And if we stop sending dollars to people that don't care about us and put together our money into caring about our own people and our own You know who knows? You know who knows about the superior power in black America, our spending power? The European Bank of America yeah. knows. <laughs> Barclay Bank knows. Yes. Uh, Macy's knows. Jewel Food Store knows. Uh, Walmart knows. Uh, Kmart knows. Sears knows. They all know about the superior power in black America. It is making them wealthy. They know where they get their money from. There's a yes. group that, that that has put out a report. It's called the Nielsen Company. They put out a report that says it is it is more advantageous for merchants to understand the need of the black community because the black community outspends every community in the country. So they need to cater to us. Now, if we don't demand it or if we don't hold them to that, why would they? If they're getting it for free, why would they change that? Exactly. So self-awareness is what it's all about. Once you become aware of who you are and what uh, what your worth is and your value, then you can use that as leverage for equality, representation, better homes, better schools. And that is your children out out of jail. I want to uh, just uh, let our online users that are listening live, um, the family of uh, listeners, uh, if, we go off in uh, two minutes. Please download the show because we're going to be continuing to uh, talk for a few minutes to set up another show so that um, King Daryl Darrow Friedman will be able to come back and continue to share his perspective as well as to Bring us back form so we can apply. Where do we apply? You know, so I'm definitely going to link you with the people that are formed of the same mindset that we are one. All right. All right. So I'm, I'm so open to that. 
I say. So I um, want you to spend uh, time to, uh, one, let people know where they can get your book at, uh, inform people about your Facebook page, and, um, you know, how they can contact you directly for information and all right. Will, All right. Um, uh, I, I'm ready for that. You want me to tell them now? Uh, yes. Yes. So you can you can find me on uh, Facebook at the Superior Power in Black America. It is a platform that just puts out important information about how we should be developing. In that platform, there will be. It is not yet, but there will be a link. To a website that you can go to to join. Now, understand, I'm not just looking for people to join with lip service. We got enough of that. We got MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News with all the lip service that they can give us. But it is it it has no power and it changes nothing. So I don't want to talk about what is. I want to talk about how we do what we do from this point forward. How we change things. So when you join. You join as a committed member. Now, your membership buys you a stake in the organization. You become a stakeholder. You become an investor, and you have a investment portion of the company. So if you were a member of a 10-million-member company, that would make you a very powerful individual because your company would put its weight behind your need. That's what it's all about. We got we got companies out here that care nothing about your need, although you support that company, they could care less. I believe that in the black community, in order for you to open up any business, you need to have at least a penny tax on every item that you sell that would go back to that community, back to uh, promoting uh, building schools, uh, tuition for children in the community. You can't do business in the black community unless you invest in that community. And so when we demand that kind of stuff, that's that's when it's going to change. But that's where you'll find it. It's going to be a website that is being developed as we speak. And as soon as it's launched, you will see that platform at the Superior Power in Black America Facebook. If you want to just send me an email, my email address is Darrell Darrow Freeman at gmail dot com. Now that's D A R R E L L D A R O F R two E's M A N at Gmail. I'll get that. I use it all the time. I'm always on it. And so I see people I see new entries. We could come together and develop a program that will change this whole America. Self-awareness, that's our most powerful tool. I say it is. I uh, also wanted to, uh, because my particular mission and purpose is ending the trauma of child sexual abuse, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to... uh, find out from you um, what uh, your 
your take is for um, the pedophile continuers in our community that continue to uh, keep those kinds of secrets and those secrets become uh, a generational cycle curse, so to speak, about people who would defile our community and that would contribute but would be those ones creating that trauma that continues to go on with our children to make them unnecessarily angry all the time. Okay. Uh, you asking me what do I think, how, who, how do I think we could uh, change that? No, well, I, I'm asking you uh, those people that come into that, actually a two-part, how do we, we, we um, address it within that economical, you know, system, as well as what are your feelings towards that particular generational cycle? I know I went around the world to say it, <laughs> but um, what are your... Pedophile and child abuse, uh, Ewa, <laughs> is something that we really need to uh, address. That's a sickness. And until we, you know, get to the root of that sickness, it will always, we will never have control of it. So we we, we have to stop seeing uh, traits in our children or in our men or women uh, in our homes and being afraid to address it or pushing it under the rug. As long as you see someone do something and you don't step up, you don't say anything, you are just as guilty as that person that perpetrated that uh, that event. You are you are just as guilty. You are like a um, uh, you are you are guilty by association. You're part of that crime, and so it's it's about working, seeing it, and calling it out. We can't keep turning our backs on my neighbor's kid just shot somebody down the street and I'm not telling because I'm afraid. We have to change that mindset. I say we Things can't be in the home. I say we can't keep the secrets with any mm-hmm. longer. I say. Mm-hmm. And um now, yes. Jails are for jails are for criminals and jails are for people that can't control their behavior. They're not for just uh, you know, uh hurting uh Nonviolent and innocent people into prisons, that's not what they're built for. They're built for the people that really have a problem, and they are uh, a problem to society. That's what they're built for. We're not using our jail system for that because they're overcrowded with nonsense, okay? But once we clean out some of that, Space and we can put people back where they belong. That's going to address it, uh, Ewa. They have to know that there is a consequence, and that consequence is 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 long term. Right. I wouldn't. If you hurt my daughter, I'm going to want to do something to you. <laughs> you know, it's 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 simple. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. You know, I'm not going to allow you to hurt my wife or my daughter, and just you know, walk the street. I want just so I would have to turn you in. I would have to go to court 
fight the battle, make sure that you get what you deserve so that it would change your behavior. That's how, that's my take on it. Don't cower, don't be afraid, and don't be so much in love with your child that when you see them doing wrong, you don't correct it. That's it. That is that is essential that we have to call a spade a spade. We have to stop looking at things and saying it in illusions. But I would like to uh, invite you back for um, Black Urban America uh, for a follow-up um you know, to our di- discussion, which is so important about the superior power of black people in black America, well, black Americans, but it is the superior right. power of a people that we that can claim. And in 1955 or 54, when uh, Mother Mary Bethune I mean, Mother Mary McLeod Bethune wrote her last will and testament. She left us this confidence that we need to have in each other, and we have to express it, and we have to believe that we can change things because we're operating in good character. We're operating so that everybody can share in this, and that caring becomes a dutiful responsibility. And it's not the act of trading, which is commerce. It's the act of caring, putting that together. That is is so powerful. That is correct. We are. We are responsible for each other. I say. I say. You know, know, in my book, it says, mm -hmm. on your block, if there is police brutality at your neighbor's door, it will soon knock on your door. I say. I say. So recognize it. So, yes, I, I would love to come back on the show. I would love to uh, do a two-hour. I would uh, prepare myself for it. Uh, I'm not prepared for well, a two-hour you know today. I'm going to talk to the CEO and uh, see what, uh, you know, he wants to do as far as the, because I think that that would um, be under Black Urban America, uh, but it would be a teaching too. So it would be the the superior power. So we got to figure it out, but we're going to do it because this is just too important to not toot the horn, <laughs> which that is correct. Make a louder, amplify that sound. That's and um, in closing, I want to uh, mention that uh, our spiritual group, Ifa House of Worship, um, is in partnership with the uh, IO's Healing House for child abuse. Um, trauma, to heal child abuse trauma. And we also have a book, Secrets That Little Girls Hide, which um, tells 
<clears throat> the secret that about the abuse that um, children, women especially children, girl children, uh, have gone through for generations and it needs to stop. You know, we've all been impacted by pedophilia in our communities and it starts from slavery where um, they bred us like animals and without regard for our well-being as individuals and human beings, we were sex slaves, bred to be sex slaves, and most of the children that were the offspring of the masters were put, you know, directly into sex slavery as soon as they looked beautiful. And, um, you know, we have to stop it. And this book actually opens the mind to prepare that um, that opening and to heal the individual person's sorrows or trauma. So it's powerful, like your book. So we have, we, we're going to put together a list of books that we're going to recommend that our family of listeners um, pick up because these books are so important to the success of our superior power. I say. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and uh want to give you the opportunity for any last words or any um sentiments you might want to add uh until you are back on the <laughs> the uh, microphone with uh, the rest of us again this has been All right. I would I would like to just say that you could buy my book at lulu.com that is l u l u .com it is online right now. Um, um, it is called The Superior Power in Black America. And it starts with changing our state of mind, understanding who God created us to be, and stepping up to be that that God created. So that is all that I would like to say, Iwa. And other than that, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, it is, I can only uh, scream so loud on my front porch. I can't get it out there without platforms like yours and taking it serious and, and, and letting other folks hear it. It is about uh, selling the book because the book has the information in it. It has the, it has the, the, the blueprint, the guidelines that we need to follow to put this thing together. We can't take the information in the book and say, well, this number don't match. Just look at the concept that's in the book and develop that. I say, and you know what? The numbers uh, are irrelevant if the concept is implemented because then the numbers become immeasurable. That's, because, that's correct. The, the numbers is what it's all about. 
It is a numbers game. It's 10 million strong. So with 10 million strong, that's a game changer right there. Exactly. Exactly. So it does, it does uh, really uh, make sense for us to implement it and be a part of it. And I want to urge all the listening families to uh, get a copy of this book, uh, check out the blueprint, and come back and speak when we bring this magnificent man or king, excuse me, back onto this program. We we want you to know that we love you, and those of you that get this link on your Facebook, thank you so much for listening to it. You know, I'm going to put something on there to elevate the spirit and the soul, as well as the mind and the body, I say. Amen. Amen. Um, as Kenneth would say uh, when he uh, ends his show, I am because we are. We are because I am. I say, and be safe and protected from the enemies who would not want this message to be heard. May it be so. All right. right. Well, thank you, uh, Iwa. I am so proud that I was able to get on this show. Well, I am also honored for you to for us to be able to share you with the world. So get ready for your ride because you're getting ready to ride. <laughs> All right. Amen. To I say. You guys have a great day. I say. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.